Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate, and I'm a homeschooling mom doing this homeschool thing right beside you. I don't have it all figured out, but one thing I know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Join me and other down-to-earth members of the homeschool community as we share the reality of what this homeschooling journey is really like. Hi, sisters. I am really excited to share this conversation with you. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Vanessa Wright has been on the podcast before, but not in a while. And this, I thought, was a really relevant conversation based on some of the themes that have been coming up in conversations with guests on the podcast this season. And so I can't wait to share the conversation with you. For those of you who don't know Vanessa, Vanessa Wright is a trained, beautiful life coach, writer, and speaker. She helps mothers in midlife create sustainable self-care practices via her signature flow method so that they can reclaim their time, energy, and creativity. Her mission is to support and encourage mothers to take authentic action toward their goals and dreams and embrace the transitions and transformation of midlife motherhood. Vanessa is a published author and was recently included in a collection of women's essays and stories called This I Know is True, published by The Kind Press. For the last five years, she's worked as the homeschool liaison and special projects coordinator for Big Life Journal. From 2018 to 2022, she was a contributing writer to the Homeschool Mom blog, where she shared her family's journey and encouraged others with her insights, tips, and reflections. Before raising her children and becoming a homeschooler, Vanessa worked in marketing, communications, and public relations. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Professional Writing and French from Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA. Vanessa is a longtime homeschool mom to three teens. She loves hot teas, taking walks, overusing GIFs, and eating dark chocolate every single day. She and her family live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm proud to call her a friend, and I think you're really going to love this conversation conversation, especially if you are a mother in midlife. Raising my hand. Vanessa is generously sharing a special offer for the Homeschool Sisters listeners out there. If you have been someone who's been thinking about working with Vanessa one-on-one, but you're not quite ready for a three-month commitment, Vanessa has a resource called A Cuppa and Coaching, and it just might be perfect for you. Typically, this resource is $100, but for Sisters listeners, it's going to be $75, and it includes a pre-session questionnaire, a 90-minute one-on-one session with Vanessa via Google Meet, one week of Voxer or email support following the session that I just mentioned. Like I said, one payment of $75 for Sisters listeners where it would normally be $100. If you're wondering what goes on in a session, it's completely up to you. You can set a goal and action items. You can discuss creative pursuits. You can chat about a specific life transition and create a self-care plan or Vanessa can simply hold space for you while you share what's in your heart. So I'm going to put all of the information about this special offer in the show notes. So please be sure to refer to them. And without further ado, here is my friend, Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Kate. How are you? Good. How are you? Just fine. It's May. It's May. (laughs) The flowers are blooming. It's probably a lot warmer where you are versus where we are. 
Yeah, you know what, we've had it unseasonably, for me, it feels cool. Like today I woke up, it was only 50 degrees. I know like you're all probably like, that's warm. And I'm like, no, it's cold and windy, but it feels beautiful. So I'm here, I'm okay with it. Just the pollen and excuse my voice, I've taken yep. allergy meds, the pollen, it's atrocious. I am so glad to have you on because I we were saying before we came on that this has been a recurring theme throughout the season with some of the homeschoolers that I've been talking to is you reach this, I don't want to call it the messy middle, but sometimes it is a little messy where, where your kids are getting older and you've been homeschooling for a while and they are more independent in a lot of ways. And you find yourself, I keep thinking my oldest just turned 15, like he he's 18 in three years. And that opens a whole, he'll be doing his own thing and heading out into the world and the other two aren't far behind him. So it's what do I, I remember talking to Christy earlier this season and she was saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I know Kara said the same thing when we had our conversation in December. And so I wanted to talk to you because I think you are the perfect person to talk about this stage of the game and how we can find what we want to do when we grow up. Yeah, I love that question, too, because I think it's important, not only for us as homeschool moms, but for our kids to see that you never stop learning, you never stop growing. And also, what I wanted to be when I was like, when I was 16, I wanted to be a soap opera actress. That is a true story. Ask my mother. Okay. And that was what I was going to do. Okay, I'm 48 now. And obviously, that did not happen. But what I'm saying is, but there was the creativity part for me, that has been a strength through my entire life. And I think as mothers, especially homeschool moms, we can sometimes shut that part down while we're in the midst of like hardcore homeschooling when you're doing that. But when I look back, I'm like, you know what? My creativity came out when I was planning unit studies, when I was, you know, trying to find field trips, this, that it's just about channeling like those passions into different areas. But now when you're, I said, my oldest is going to be 18. He's graduating in June from homeschool. He's been homeschooled since he was seven. And then I have twins that are turning 16 and like in two weeks. (laughs) So we're really at the tail end here. And I, yes. So what I'm saying is like, I had to ask myself a couple of years ago, it's been five years since I started working from home. It wasn't something I had planned on, but it started helping me plant those seeds to see, oh, there, there is life be outside of homeschooling because I had really gone all in and was only focusing on homeschooling for a long time and it just burned me out. Yeah. Do you know Camille Kirk? I, I yes. can't speak. I can't Camille speak and I have done so, Camille yes. and I have done two like workshops and stuff together. Yes. I adore Camille. Yeah. I'm thinking of her and how she always says you need to, it's like the air mask on the plane that the mom yeah. needs to fulfill herself and that none of us start out thinking about us when we're homeschooling. Cause it's just not in our nature. We're like, how is he or she or they like the kids going to function and flourish and all of this. And you are so worried that you're not doing it right or enough or whatever, especially in the early stage that you're not even thinking about yourself and the burnout is strong, can be really strong. Yeah, it can be, especially when that's all you're focusing on. I think I've told the story before, like when we first started homeschooling, I had two top, like two, three-year-olds and a five-year-old because I homeschooled. So my oldest went to public school kindergarten in the afternoon, but I'm like, oh, no, we're going to homeschool in the morning, like before he, because I was like ready to do it. And it was like, I printed out the entire year's worth of Ambleside online for three-year-olds and a five-year-old. Okay. (laughs) Printed it out. Why? Did we do it? We did not. So, but that's where I was. Like I was so invested in getting everything right. And now as my kids are older, I'm like, yep, it'll be fine. I really have relaxed a time. 
and focused some of that energy into what do I want to be when I grow up and what seeds do I need to start planting so that I'm going to be 50 in two years and my kids will be 18, 18 and 20. Things are going to be different and have shifted. It's wild to think about how quickly it goes by. And I, yeah. I like how you talked about creativity in terms of unit studies, because I think I thought about this a lot early in our homeschool journey, because I used to love drawing and art. And just as I got older, that just wasn't something that I did. And so I always had this idea in my head, like when the kids are, because we didn't plan to homeschool, like when the kids are in school and I'll be able to fit in some, I'll take a class or something. But then I found it so fulfilling to do art alongside the kids. And I was like, wow, I can still be like creative. But I think we often think of creativity in terms of the arts. And there's so much more to that because Kara and I have talked about how I didn't, I had never listened to a podcast before she asked me to do one with her and just figuring that out, figuring out blogging as someone who's not technical, there's things that we create that don't look artistic. And so I think that's something that we tend to overlook sometimes. Yes. And when, so when I'm working with coaching clients or talking to other moms about creativity, we, everything always gets focused in on painting, drawing. I'm like, no, hold up, back up. I'm like, What about your cooking? What about sewing? What about gardening? What about singing? What about production or blog? There's so many things for me, creativity is not necessarily an output. And I have to say that really clearly, it's not about producing something. It can be, I like to write and produce, but there, I have stacks of journals that no one's ever going to see and there's writing in their notes, but that's still creativity for me. It's that what's in my heart and what. It's like that truest version of myself. That's for me, creativity. And that can look different, <clears throat> sorry, for any, for everybody. But that's been the life, the lifeline for me the last <clears throat> five or six years, especially. Have you seen that letter? I just saw it resurface again. It goes viral every once in a while that Kurt Vonnegut wrote to a classroom, like they, a classroom, like way back when sent out email or emails, it wasn't emails, it was snail mail. <laughs> like their favorite authors and the only one to write back was Kurt Vonnegut and he it was like a very funny letter I'll try to link to it in the show notes but he says at one point at the end I hope your teacher will assign this to you but I want you to go home like dance your way home and then write yourself a poem I think he says a poem and make it really goofy but then you're going to shred it and distribute it in various wastebaskets so that no one will ever find it and that you'll feel better because you will have tapped into the creative part of yourself. I'm totally paraphrasing and messing no, it up. You did but it that's so much so better. But beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Back in, let me see, like in 2017, my kids were like about like in middle school or getting into middle school. And we had been at homeschooling for a while by then. And then we figured out, okay, maybe I'll start working from home. And what would that look like? And I you know, it said, like, I had an opportunity to start working with Big Life Journal. And I was like, wow, this is where I can maybe focus in some creative work and outlet that's that we were using their products anyway. But also, I've learned like in the past five and a half years, like that has been such a huge growth for me, right? To be able to juggle the group, being creative of managing my time, managing expectations for people and just seeing that growth. And then writing for the homeschool mom, I wrote for that blog for four years. So that was a place, not only could I use my homeschool expertise, I was getting to write and get paid for it, which felt like, am I, I felt I was like, am I cheating somebody because I'm <laughs> writing about what we're doing? And it really was such a great just a great experience to be able to start having those things come into my life and work through them and all, and also be in the middle of homeschooling. Like, Hey, I can do both. I can do both. 
Yeah. Yeah. How, so how did you go from being a soap opera star to <laughs> what you're doing? What was that evolution like? Oh, that's so You've funny. mentioned it a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. So I always, from like a small age, I loved acting, singing, dancing, performing. I'm, if you could, I'm extremely extroverted and <laughs> I just love, love doing that. I like entertaining, but I also, and also I've always been a writer. I have written, I have stacks of books. I wrote my mother saved them all. Bless. Love saved that. all my kids stuff. So just FYI, but <laughs> I was always writing or drawing or creating. And also I loved to be, it's funny as extroverted as I am. I also love my own company and love to be by myself and my mother, which is like, I would just be in my own little dream world, like all the time. And so it was getting acting for me was a way to step into those roles. Right. And then once I realized like, Hey, this is probably not going to happen, went to college, but then got on that track of you've got to do something that's going to produce a job. You got an, this was in the late, I graduated in college in 97. All my friends were becoming consultants. This is when like the consultants and I'm like, I have a professional writing and French degree and I'll just be tap dancing outside of your offices, trying to collect money and whatever. And I went on the corporate path for a while. and was absolutely miserable, but I was always writing. I was writing at home and writing this and it's just, and then kids came and I shut that side of myself down probably for a solid five to eight years, right? Mm -hmm. And just in the throes of it. I, as in my kids are 22 months apart, we had one, then we had twins 22 months later. So I wasn't really functioning on like a high level. I can't imagine. I, I, that's the, mine are 19 and 21 months apart, but I can't imagine having two at the same time. Yeah. Yes. It was a you know, lot just having that. A lot. And so yeah. you just, but you go with it and you, you just do what you're in the middle of doing. And so then when I started working feeling like, oh, I really need to work from home. That's when writing and then doing big life journal work. And then I started right back on it. When you could write on Instagram and just post a photo, <laughs> that's a lot where a lot of my creativity started coming out and was able to turn a bunch of that work into a chapter for a book. And then I decided I won't, I'm going to be a life coach in 2020. I said, I'm 45. I'm not waiting for my kids to be, I'm not waiting for them to be out of high school before I start going down my path. And that's one thing I will always keep touting is do not wait for your kids to be a certain age, a certain out, because you just don't know, like just start planting those seeds now. Because so if you true. would have told me five years ago, I'd be life coaching and right. I would have been like, what, what is no, I work with, I, I've had a coach forever, but I'm not going to do that. So just be open to that. Be open to seeing what's lighting you up because it's there. It is there. I promise you. I love this because I think it parallels with play because I will often say in Neverboard Learning, parents will say, look, I grew up playing not Monopoly. Like I hate games and I totally get that. And sometimes I say you might not have found the right game because Monopoly can be torture for a huge percent <laughs> of the population. But also like we talk about board games because it's easy for homeschoolers to see that as something like measurable, but play is it's could be anything and it's so unique to the person and your personality type and it might be singing in growing up singing and putting on your, your soap opera at home and or it might be baking or it might be running like it's so unique to the person and I think that what lights your eyes up is like that creative and I think there's this all this research about creativity and play too I think we're taught not to recognize it as we get older. Play isn't valued. It's a waste of time. We're running around doing a bajillion things right now at this stage of the game. We're basically Ubers yes. for our kids and <laughs> like, where's the time? But that creativity is so important. 
It is. And I do want to say, because a couple of years ago, I wrote something where I explained like that as a homeschool parent, I felt like I was an educational opportunity provider, right? So I'm not necessarily teaching my kids, also, but I'm laying out stuff. And I'm, I'm just going to brag on my oldest son as a perfect example. This child I knew was never going to be any sort of traditional, but like he, he told me, I was like, I'm never sitting behind a desk, mom, just know that. So this, when he was little, he would dress up as a firefighter, a policeman, an ambulance, this, that, and the other thing. And so now he's getting ready to graduate high school. He's getting his EMT, he's got his EMT certification. He has his finals this weekend. He has literally learned to drive an ambulance. This is his childhood dream. He played all the time that he was an ambulance driver. I let him go out, like he would walk around in public dressed as a firefighter, dressed as this, and he's going to become a firefighter also. So we give this to our kids. Like you have to give it back to yourself. It is, I was so excited for him that he is doing, he's literally living what he wants to do. Why would you not give that back to yourself? And that's my biggest, I will stand on the hill and just keep doing that. You've done all this for your kids to like live their dream and really create these pathways for them. Please give some of that back to yourself because your kids aren't going to be with you all the time. They're going to go out and live their life. So that's just, that's where I am now. That gave me chills because it's the empty space that I think as homeschoolers, we're so lucky to have more of in childhood. That's where you discover what you like. It's not your parents signing you up for this lesson and that lesson. It's it's the empty hours where you're like, oh, I really like writing or drawing or driving ambulances. And it's so true. So my question is, because when people are talking to me about play, I'm always like, what did you like to do when you were 10? What do you say to moms who are like, I don't even remember like what I'm, I feel so disconnected. It's been so long. I'm so tired. Like, how do I even know what I like to do? Sure. Oh no, that's such a great question. And so one thing, and that this is something I do for myself, I do with other people is start creating what I call a joy journal. I love joy journaling. And it's just as simple as I know we've all done gratitude journals, but for me, I really needed to start tracking my joys because I was not feeling them and I just wasn't seeing them. And I tell people like when you start tracking your joy and if you see like patterns and things coming up, that's where you need to start looking, especially if you've been so disconnected from your own self, your likes, your needs, your wants, your desires, your passions, start simply by creating a joy journal. And if, and even if you're just writing down one thing a day and if, but start consistently doing that, where are you seeing the joys? Because really where you are now in your life, like there's going to be little threads of your young self. It just might look a little bit different. So we can't like, for me, I'm not going to be like, yep, I'm going to be at 50 years. I'm going to go become a soap opera actress. That is not happening. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's not happening. But I, what is it that I like to do? I like to speak. I like to go on stage or maybe go on stages or be on podcasts, that kind of stuff. So it's just giving you, but you've got to give yourself the space to do it, to just record some thoughts down. Yeah, that's my I love that. It's, it's Kara and I always ask what's bringing joy at the end of every episode because I think it's so important to even the small, like ordinary, mundane sort of things. Yeah. I actually was reading somewhere and I w- wish I knew where it was, but for people who don't like to write, I feel like it was in a book. <laughs> I read so many books at the same time, but someone <laughs> had recommended taking a photo, like creating a folder in your phone. And when you have that like joy moment, since we always have phones with us, you could just snap a photo and then you can go through it over time and just see if I'm a writer too, but if maybe if that doesn't work, I thought that was such a neat idea. Record your voice. You could even record something like Mm -hmm. into thing. I have one of my coaching clients. She says, we're doing some creativity work. And so Monday through Friday, almost every Monday through Friday, she sends me her creative joy for that day. 
because she was feeling a little bit stuck in a rut. And she's a very creative person. And so just so you know, like even really super creative people, like you get into these ruts. So it would add so me just having me as her like accountability person and just mm-hmm. sharing that, like it has, it, first of all, it gives me joy. Cause like selfishly, I love doing that because I, <laughs> I love it. But just like, she is just looking for those little things and it just really helps establish it. So you can write it down, record it, draw a picture of it, or you said, take a photo, just do, at the thing of quoting Nike, but you just got to do it. You got to just mm-hmm. make five minutes two minutes it literally can take you two minutes to figure out two things that brought you joy you just have to commit to doing it and that's so good for you too because that's and that links right in with all the gratitude research and how important it is to feel that daily Mm -hmm. just for mental health yeah yeah so what if I'm trying to think of tricky situations. So what if you are a single mom or Mm -hmm. you're going through a move or you're Mm -hmm. grieving, like any of these big life situations, how do you make space or find creativity then? That's a good question. I said, I, we dealt with like back in 2015, 2016, a lot, just, there was a lot going on personally for our family. And there were just days I was like, I'm not even sure how we're going to get through the next day intact. But again, it was finding the, and at that time I was keeping a gratitude journal. I was doing the thousand gifts and boss camp. I was reading stuff back then. So I was writing down just one thing. And you, if you don't, you get really sucked into the despair and the darkness. And I think you can hold things in both hands. Before I left for Italy in March, just like last month, I got some news from one of my very good friends that just shattered. It literally shattered me and I didn't even know what to do. And I'm thinking, and I also have to get on a plane tomorrow and go experience the most amazing gift. I'm getting a trip to Italy. But And how do I hold both of those things together? Mm-hmm. Like My heart is literally shattered and broken. And also I'm getting to go like to a place where I've always wanted to go my whole life. You have to be able to hold things at the same time and know that, yes, you're, you could be overwhelmed or not thinking you have to, you have to weed out some other things so that you can make yourself some space. And again, I say, start with five minutes, start with five minutes. Everybody has five minutes. It's not easy. Like I I was telling people last week, it's not anybody else's job to take care of yourself. You have to have the agency to do it for yourself. And you'll be better off for it because it's those tough seasons can be so hard on you. That's what I keep on saying. No, it is not easy, but it's worth it. And you're Mm -hmm. worth it. I love that. Italy. Amazing. Talk about creativity. (laughs) I creatively ate my way for an entire, let me just tell you. Hey, eating brings joy. That's important. I said, I'm a hundred percent Italian. I went, yes, of course. I'm like, just give me everything. I had all elastic waist pants and it was, that was a joy. (laughs) I love it. So for people who aren't familiar with what you do, could you tell us a little bit about your business right now and what you're providing for moms? Oh, sure. So I coach mothers in midlife. My goal is to come alongside them and help them create sustainable self-care practices I have through my signature flow self-care method. And my goal is to just help people, midlife mamas, reclaim their time, their joy, their creativity, their energy, and, and building in some accountability through that, because I know I have to have accountability for me to get stuff done. And so that's just where I work. I work one-on-one, I do workshops, group coaching, and it's just been an absolute just delight and a great use of my creative energy. And I love it so much. So that's what I'm currently doing now. And then work my other jobs that I 
I keep working on too, which has been so fun. Very lucky. And I, I recognize that like I've had so much joy that I've been able to work from home with really great companies that are really on the front of growth mindset and gratitude and all that kind of stuff. So it's just been, it's been awesome. Yeah. I love that. Big Life Journal is a great company. We discovered them pretty early on too. And yes. Yeah. And we got helpful. to go on that trip I went on was with the team. So I got to meet all oh, my coworkers. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yes. It was our first time meeting all my coworkers in person. I've been there five and a half years and some of us have worked together for that long and it was a blast. And we're, yeah, it was an absolute, it was a blast. That's amazing. And I know yeah. how fun it is meeting your friends. Are we in such an interesting time <laughs> yes. that you can have these really good friends that you've never actually hugged? <laughs> And that was the beauty, again, that was the whole beauty of this was also, and let me just say, if you would, a a couple of years ago, I may have been scared to be like, oh, I can't leave my kids. I can't like all that other stuff. Like I hadn't been away from my family since 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's 2023. (laughs) So. I was like, I have to go on this. You have to take those opportunities when you can. And that meant like us shuffling things around doing stuff. But, and I was so afraid to fly. I hadn't flown in 10 years, but it was holding on to that and saying, I'm going to do this for myself. And you know what? Everybody was okay. Everybody (laughs) was okay. Yeah. Even if we can cut this out if we need to, but even if one was driving around in a church parking lot without a license. (laughs) Even when you, I'm standing like in the piazza and my newly permitted shot, one of my kids who will remain nameless called and said that they were driving around parking lot at the church with their grandparents. And I'm like, where is the adult? Okay. But what was I going to do? I was in Italy. So I just probably went and had some more bread. It just, it makes me laugh because we were so worried to leave babies and toddlers. (laughs) And that was so hard at that time, whenever you'd need to go somewhere, but now you have teenagers and it's almost like, it's, I'm going to get a t-shirt. Toddlers with hormones. Toddlers with hormones. Yes. Because I I I say that they're scrambled eggs and lies. Like I want a cup uh, like a mug or a t-shirt or something. Cause I'm like, just stop talking. We all know you're lying. <laughs> and it's over like the dumbest stuff that I'm like, you just stop. Cause you are just making yourself just stop. Scrambled <laughs> you're eggs. Digging, you're digging that hole. You're digging that hole. Yeah. I, I say that to- though, but it's been my favorite stage so far. Honestly, it is. It is. I don't want anyone out there to be afraid because no. the teenagers no. get such a bad rap, but they're hilarious. They oh. just give you lots of grace. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful for surrounding myself with people who are in the same age and stage that like I can get together with in person or online and we can just, and share like the funny, the, this, that, because you've got to have that because it will bring you to your knees. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be like, what's wrong with my family? But then when you talk, you're like, oh, this is just, oh, this is totally normal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a really good friend who said that whatever quirks her kids are like twenties now, whatever quirks your kids had at age three will reemerge when the hormones hit, but it will be like twisted a little turned up a notch and it will present in different ways. Like I have moments where I'm like, I can see the sensory diet we used to have in OT, like way back when I'm like, do we need to go visit? What's your face again? (laughs) Yeah. We need another way to blanket it. (laughs) So it's funny. Yeah. So it is. And also, so coming off when you are taking good care of yourself and you're feeding yourself that you're able to ride those waves mm-hmm. of the homeschooling. So there is a reason to do this, right? Because mm-hmm. especially I always tell people, if you're in the homeschooling for the long haul, you're going to have highs and you're going to have some big lows. Mm-hmm. Your kids are not immune to, I would say that like social pressures and bullying and 
all kinds of issues, right? At least my kids, we don't live in a bubble. There's, right. they have jobs, they go to bubble, like they're out. In the, so you have to have some thing that is just for you, because if you don't, I'm telling, cause I have experience that you're not going to be able to get up in the morning and you're just going to be a zombie and you're going to physically break yourself down. And I do not want that for, I do not want that for mothers. I don't want that for parents, but I really like, I speak with mothers and I do not want that for them because it is not fun and it's not healthy for you either. Yeah. We've been through some real rough seasons. And like you said, they're not immune and they really shouldn't be. This is the best. If crud is going to happen your whole life and how lucky we are to support them now, as opposed to letting them out there blind. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know what I mean, but yeah. there are whole seasons where you're just certain kid things that just your whole life is revolved around this one emergency or near emergency yep. situation. And you really do have to take care of yourself because it can be, you're not sleeping as much as you should. You're not eating as well as you, you just really, you really need to take care of yourself so that you can support whatever yeah. situations pop up. Yeah, because you're, because it's going to happen. That's what I always tell people. It's going to happen. You may not know where or when, but also give yourself that gift, but also let your children see that you're taking care of yourself and you're also going after things you love and have goals and dreams. And I just think that is, is so important. I just, I can't tell that enough. And also I'm saying this as somebody who has three teenagers. And if I'm speaking to somebody who is in a different season, that's going to look different, but it can also be done is what I'm saying. Just get creative with it. You have to get creative with it. Because there, you almost have in the early years, you probably do have less time <laughs> or it's like chaotic it's chaotic. So there's, you don't know if they're going to nap and this one's whole yeah. day is wrecked because they were teething and that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, find the purple cup with the- Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. he's drinking out of the purple cup and it was mine. Like that whole, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. But like I said, when, for us personally, I just remember feeling such like stress relief drawing with the kids and which was something that I hadn't done. And I'm not saying I was good, but I was just like, this is something that I like to do. Like it was- mm-hmm. So if you can find something like that, and I know for us, like being out in nature was always huge, especially because I had a kid that is not ever going to sit behind the desk, (laughs) never (laughs) can't do it now, won't do it then. So like, you just need to find those little, and even if it's short, those little moments, because it does, you do get more time. It's funny. We were just, this is my kids will not like me telling the story. I won't say who it was, but we were just in the country music hall of fame last week. And two of my kids, there was some sort of injustice that I'm not, I don't even remember because it was such a, I was like, what in retrospect, like, why is it even a thing? But one did the thing, like, you know, when you like you shoulder somebody when you're walking by them and the other one they basically started duking it out in the martina mix the mcbride exhibit and i have big kids and i was like like i didn't know it was like a flashback to days of old i had to like there was like elderly people around i had to take them all they're way bigger bring them out sit them on a bench like basically do a timeout and i had this moment of just being like gosh this and this is why i'm telling it like i don't miss that it gets so much easier where even if they're scrambled eggs most of the time you can just be like what are you doing yeah you can't do that and they're like oh I can't this I think was just travel induced some sort of like lack of sleep I don't know but I was like gosh remember when this used to happen all the time and you eight times a day everyone's looking at you like in target you're like I'm so sorry oh (laughs) yes so it gets easier but with getting easier you also have that like messy middle where you have this open space that you should really 
Because I, what I think about a lot is generationally, I think when we were growing up, some of our parents, maybe, maybe the moms gave so much that they really didn't have, that an empty nest was like a really sad thing because what did you have left? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not phrasing yeah. it well, but. No, I know um, what you mean. And, and I think yeah. there is generational stuff also. And also parents of our age, right? Like we grew up in a very different time than our kids are growing up. And also like we have all this technology and ability to do things that I wouldn't have, again, if you would have told me in 1990, like we'd be having the, like we'd be doing this, or I'd be coaching people from across like Canada. I'm like, what are you talking about? It would be like the Jetsons. Wait, yeah, 100%. I work on a, I talk to people over the computer on a video. My father's still very confused, bless his heart. He's, I don't really understand what you're doing, (laughs) but that's what just makes me laugh. My kids call me a boomer. I'm like, no, that's grandma (laughs) and grandpa. Okay. I am Gen X and just don't go down that pathway with me. Okay, guys. (laughs) Totally different. (laughs) Totally different. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's, and I think it's just being open and just being open right? Just yeah. being open to the possibilities. Like you're working so hard for your kids to have those possibilities. I'm just going to keep repeating those. That's part of the joy of also homeschooling is like you get to not only watch your kids see what their passions are and do that, but throw that a little bit back to yourself, especially as you get older. Cause you, whether that's like reading a new book that like a finding books that you've never read before topics or watching shows or documentaries, just let yourself do that. If your kids are, don't want to like my kids, like they all schools completely separately. I'm just writing at this point. I don't, that's just cause that's just how my kids have chosen to do high school, but I'm like, Oh, there's documentaries. I want to watch. I'm not forcing anybody to watch. I'm going to watch it on my iPad in the dark. See you later. Bye with my snacks. And like, I love that. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) And, and I think it's so good for them to see like that, that your mother has interests and that she does she has a life outside she's a of human you. being she's a she's human, a human being. being like she's not just your like when you saw your teacher in school at the supermarket <laughs> from you know, like in the supermarket and you're like oh, missus is a human that's groceries yeah you, you don't want to just be the mom being mo- a mom is awesome but yeah. you have there's other parts of you and you're modeling for them how to follow your interests and don't we want kids who grow up and are feeling fulfilled versus yeah. just having that job that we all had at some point that we hated, but we needed to do. Yeah. And I think that's important to, again, just to, to share that and have fun. And, and as I, when I tell people, I'm like, you're also like, you don't have to, I said, commoditize everything, monetize everything, have a product for everything. It's, we tend to fit like our world right now is to do that. And I'm like, well, no, or if you're getting started, this is new. What can you do that's just fun and creative and also be open to, oh, this may be like a business idea or whatever down the line. That's okay, but it doesn't have to be that immediately. Because I always have people right. ask me like, how did you get started with this? How did, I'm like, it really happened organically. I wasn't looking for it. and But when I saw that things were resonating with people and I was writing about, I was like, oh, okay. I tucked it back away. But it wasn't something, so I just just be open to it. But in order to be open to things, you have to quiet yourself down and give yourself space for that. Time. That's, that's why I say just start with yeah. that joy journaling. Just start with the simple things, the low-hanging fruit that you can do. You just struck a chord with something that I was just talking about with Shauna, which is that, so when we started out blogging, it was really a joke. Like I just did it to hold myself accountable and my education <laughs> friends were like, can you keep us posted? So I didn't ever, monetizing it, I didn't even know you could do That's how like not a business it was. And so it just evolved into people were reading about these unique 
like unique learners and like how falling into homeschool. And I would just share the way that learning worked for us. So we started doing like lazy unit studies. And I've for years, people have been like, can you like, like I did a course on it, but they're like, can you make us some or and I was like, I can't I don't even know this kid's interested in the Humboldt squid today. It's gonna be gone tomorrow. <laughs> like how many people want a unit study on a Humboldt squid out there? I know there are some. But, but then What's now, the market like, for that? What's the market for that? I've got a great unit study on this specific squid. But so like now in Neverboard Learning, we always had this playbook and it was like printable resources. But in talking with people for the last couple of years, we did all these interviews and Shauna basically, because Shauna is my brain. Shauna was like, you could like make a lazy unit study playbook on like a broad topic that could meet all ages. And now I can do that. Like I have two that went to school this year. They're trying public school. I only have one here. He's almost 12. He's very independent. Like it's just, I have so much time right now that I didn't have six months ago that it is so fun. To, and then he's doing it with me and is, oh, I found this TED talk or this, you know, and it's like, you're going to have more time later and it won't look like it just evolves. Like I, if you had told me that I would have created that, I would have been like, what a printable, I can't tech with anything, yeah. but you and just thank God know, for Shauna. Yeah, thank God for Shauna. Shauna. All my best ideas. I'm like, oh, you're right, Shauna. I should do that. Just Hi, Shauna. In, in case anyone didn't know, Shauna is like the mastermind behind every single homeschool person that you know on the internet. Oh, she's right. No, I just feel, as I said, but and it's so awesome to be like in conversation with you, in conversation with Kara, with Mary. I've been really lucky to, because been homeschooling for so long, really just magically find other homeschool parents who are doing the same thing. And I am so thankful for that type of community mm -hmm. because it is so encouraging and engaging and it is out there with Camille. Like we, we just, I don't even remember how Camille and I even came into each other's orbit, but then we were like two or three years later, we're making workshops together because we just resonated with some things. Like, be open to those things because you just don't know. And I, I, that's what I, that's what I love. And that's what's. I do too. And you yeah. learn so much from the people you're yeah. with because I've yeah. had so many questions like how do I do this and then I just box or marry you like <laughs> I don't want it down and so, also so your just community feel, yeah. is out there if you can't find because I know I've said before we're in New Hampshire pre-COVID there really were not <coughs> there's not a big homeschool community like there is in North Carolina yeah, and other places huge. so you really need you can find your people it just might take it took us years to find people here like mm. that we clicked with that we're actually homeschooling but I, you can find people online and don't yeah. be afraid to reach out and do that because it's so fulfilling. When it is. It. And it's, again, it's fulfilling and it's, it's time doable, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't have to live your house. Right. Because you're, because you're taking care of, you're driving this kid, that kid or whatever. Yeah. And, but I, and to like circle back around, it's also being intentional. You have to put those intentions behind it. Cause if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to start doing this because I heard it on the podcast or my friend said I should do it. It's never going to stick and ask me how I know. Like I had to get really serious about what my intention was for this because that's where the energy, that's where I was putting out the energy mm -hmm. to make things happen. And yeah, it's just, again, baby steps, baby steps, just like you didn't start being a homeschool expert from day one with your kids. Oh. There were baby steps, baby steps. I'm still like, except no, now as soon I'm as like you think so you much know more it, tired. something I'm like, weird happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, figure, and now I can just say, I don't know, figure it out for yourself. You're 16 right. or 18, whatever. Let me know, know if you need help on my <laughs> Yeah, hand. yeah. I you know. love it. I'm just, as you're saying, like, how did you come into each other's orbits? I'm thinking I followed you 
when you were doing like yoga with Adrian all the time <laughs> and you would post about it. Cause I just thought it's so inspiring to see a mom who's, you know, how so many people lie about their age or not say their age. <laughs> not me. I love it. I don't either. And so it's just like, I just love it that you're like, this is like 41 or this is yeah, it's just, yeah. I was like, this is so real and just you're doing it for yourself and it's awesome. Five to 10 yeah. minutes a day. I did it for a year. I said, yeah. I had, I wanted to do five to 10 minutes I started September, 2019. I went through, but I, and I had done like prior to that, I had done like a hundred days straight, like in 2017 or 18. So I was playing around again, playing around mm -hmm. with these things, setting intentions for these things. And I know, I think I've told you this for the very first podcast I ever listened to was the homeschool sisters. I remember when we, had, we were in a really not great time. And that was like one of the only things I listened to was your podcast in 2016 yeah. And again, like just find those things that just resonate with your heart because they just make a huge difference. Yeah. Whatever makes your eyes sparkle. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and exercise there are things definitely helps. I have, we drank the Kool-Aid. I have my Peloton set shirt <laughs> on today and Meg Nichols. Do you know Meg Nichols? I, know I love is, her. Yeah. She bought a Peloton. It, like music is my life. I don't, I can't create it. I can't sing it, but it like soothes my soul. And I was not a biker. My husband is, he got it because during COVID couldn't yeah. bike during daylight. And so we, we got a deal. <laughs> it was a Black Friday deal during COVID and totally drank the Kool-Aid. But it's for me, it's play because I'm going to listen to 90s country today or today I'm going to listen to 90s hip hop. And it's so much fun. I see and that. I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel so much better when it's done, but Meg bought a bike. So I got a sweatshirt. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That's just saying, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. And that could also, that could be like, today I'm going to get an iced tea or whatever. It's yes. like, just be open to those little opportunities for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's been so fun talking to you. Aww. It's always fun to talk to you. <laughs> I know. I love it. I appreciate being able to do this. Yeah. I'm going to include oodles of information in the show notes. <laughs> So if and nobody needs to be like writing stuff down now, everything will be linked, but it's been so fun talking to you. And I was going to switch to rapid fire if you're ready for yeah, it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. So what is your favorite part about homeschooling? And it doesn't need to be right now. It could be any part, any phase, any stage of the game. Sure. I think it goes, go back to, for us, it's been interest led stuff to like, we, to see my kids giving them space to do. We still check the boxes on certain things, but especially for high school, we've been still able to do a lot of interest led and that's been awesome. Scary, but awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Cause they'll be, they'll know what they want when they get out there. Yeah. And it is harder with high school and middle school when everybody starts like tacking on those online classes and this yeah. and practices or are no longer one day a week. Yes. Times three yeah. kids. Yeah. 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 Totally. And you guys are baseball. That's oh, bas no basketball. Bas oh, basketball. So now we're just down to, and I will say now we're just down to to my daughter is just playing right now. So we've had a little. This one's on this, and my yeah. oldest has his own car now, so I don't have to drive him anywhere. Fantastic. But the other two, yes, I'm still driving them <laughs> all the places. What is your least favorite, or what do you think is the most challenging part about homeschooling? Homeschooling. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a terrible joke. I think it's then that can be the really the lack of downtime and the lack of personal space and also because I have to say dishes in case Shauna's listening <laughs> All the dishes. yeah just there's just this like that can be the challenging part especially when your kids are all as I say in the hashtag puberties and you've got a yes. lot of hormones and your own <laughs> hormones and it's just a lot just a lot 
I have to find this TikTok video that I found that was my husband and I were like peeing our pants laughing about it. But so we had kids doing chores like from an early age, not perfectly, but you're on dishwasher today and you'd have the three-year-old or probably not three at the because glass, but like early on. And now there's this thing where they are so bad at it. Like forks are not in the utensil drawer. There's the Tupperware that's literally filled with water that they had to walk across the kitchen, like not spilling it to then place it. It's this like 17 cups up in each bedroom, not just in one. Each and I'm like, why? My, my son, my son's lost his I'm so funky in my room. And I'm like, this morning, there was a bunch of un- like yogurt cups that were <laughs> dairy. Yeah. I'm like, you think maybe that's what it is? Oh. It's like a sour strawberry smell. And I was like, oh. So yeah, it's just a- oh, We yeah. haven't had yogurt, so that's a good You have point. to laugh, but you have to laugh. Like you have to laugh about it. Yeah, my, <laughs> so we have Z-Bar <laughs> addict. We just bought a huge box at Costco. Oh my gosh, yes, at Costco. But then it goes away in a day. So my husband's uh-huh. been like, these are like supposed to be for like when you're at school or you're yes. at practice and not yes. just like- for a meal in your bedroom. And so my youngest is in the bottom bunk. And the other night, he like opened up the, the fitted sheet from above, pulled it down, and it just rained. Z bar wrapper. He like didn't want to tattle, but also was, this is where it's at. Right. The, this is, yeah. We've hit the line of the band now. I have to say something. I have, and, and you also thought like when you're teens, you wouldn't have to think, you'd have, didn't have to hide food. But like I have to hide things because yes. there are appetites. It's just like, why is it all gone in 24 hours? <laughs> I also have one that will like, doesn't have an off button. So will actually <laughs> does actually, it's getting better now at this age, but up until very recently. And I like want to knock on wood because it might still happen. We'll make himself <laughs> sick because it just was so good. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I'm like, didn't you reach a point where you were like uncomfortable? <laughs> like no, thinking okay. yourself like this no longer. It's really good. Nope. That just didn't. My favorite is when you're like, what were you thinking? And he'll flat out be like, I just wasn't. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Because that's the truth. Yeah, you were. It's the truth. Thank you for being (laughs) honest. So what would you tell your younger homeschool self if you ran into her today? Oh, yeah, that you do not have to hit every subject. And also, there is no way in heck your kids are going to know everything that they need to know by the time they graduate homeschool. Because you don't know everything. I don't know hardly anything about ancient history and I'm okay saying that. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't make me a bad person. Doesn't make your kid a bad homeschool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be okay with that, that you don't have to cram it all in. Yeah. You're just teaching them how to learn. Yes. Especially in this day and age with the access, like from when we started homeschooling in 2010, I guess, like in like dipping our toe to now, look at the technology. Like, my goodness. What's it going to be like when they're out there? It's bananas. My, yeah. I've probably told this story before, but my daughter is very much like me and is not good with like spatial stuff. So I can't tell you like how many miles that is to their, you know, what, who, how tall someone is or quantities like this is, I can't do that. And so she was doing something in math last year and was getting really frustrated with like conversions of like pints and quarts and all this. And I was like, you don't, I don't even know why it's in the book anymore. Cause you don't need it. You can just, I was like, Hey Google and the Google. Yeah. Like you just, you don't even talk to the thing in your house and it can tell you like, is it good to know? Sure. But there are certain things I always think like with driving, I cannot 
read maps. I, I think there's, there is a problem. Like I have a disability. I can't do not it. identified, but I have never been able to, I don't know which way is East. Like I just, I cannot. And when I always say Matt got me a GPS when GPS was like the thing that you put on your window. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm marrying that man. Yeah. Well, and I was and like, listen, that is that still helps. the single best gift that I've ever received in my entire life because yeah. it was such an issue. It's still an issue, even with GPS. It's what, like, and it's when it goes like, down, like when the car play goes down, oh my gosh, no. forget it. I don't know no. where I'm going. I have to pull over. <laughs> no, I factor in getting lost time still. And But I'm like, how lucky you guys are that like, because my daughter will be the same way, but you yeah. don't have the MapQuest sheet and you're trying to drive and read and go to the gas station and ask for help and then only remember two steps. Did he that say was, it? That, I, that like is so relatable. Life. I cannot even tell you. And, and we were driving with no cell phone. Like my yes. mom would be like, hey, good luck. Get there. Oh my gosh. I would <laughs> yeah. call, like, I would use pay phones and stuff. I can remember just like, oh my gosh. The first time I went to drive to meet my husband in Boston, because I hated driving in Boston, oh, yes. I got lost and I had to call my friend's now husband and be like, Ryan, help me. I see, right. I see this sushi restaurant and a Dunkin' Donuts. Like, <laughs> and then I was crying and I had to like pull over and just wait till like my face was not red anymore to be like, Hey, hi. Like, I'm and totally cool. No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was no, that was such a breeze. <laughs> I could do it blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I relate to that on every single level. Yes. <laughs> what is bringing you joy right now? Oh, the work that I'm doing, I'm so, so passionate about that brings me daily joy. And also my oldest is graduating in June and we're just like, and watching him do his thing. It has been hard. It has been hard because this child came out of the womb with his own agenda Mm -hmm. for everything. And so having that push pull has been difficult (laughs) still. And I'm like, and I still find myself, but that's to watch him now going to go do what he's wanted to do. That's there's joy there. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And it must be so many feelings. I can't. It's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crying as you're going through getting the graduation photo set up. Yeah. And and just wait, weren't you just a baby? And I will share this quick story. Like when he was little, he used to wear Dollar Tree mustaches all the time. Oh my God. And he had this buzz cut dollar and he just wear Dollar Tree mustaches. And so now (laughs) I love your kids. So now he came in the day and he had gotten a buzz cut and he has a mustache. And I'm like, I'm like looking at the picture and I'm like, and I showed it to him and he's like, that's not funny. It's 100% hilarious. I'm like, look, you're living your childhood dream of having a mustache. And I was like, but also you need to shave that for your senior photos. And he's like, no. oh, <laughs> and he's not, and he'll have it. He'll have it. And that's just how it is. But those are the things like, if you're just in your new and your kids are little, but take those photos because I promise you, you're going to see something. And it was, I sent the picture to Mary and Kara and they were la- we were laughing so hard. I, I love like, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that early quirk, like my friend said. My my oldest used to, so they're really close in age. He used to wear his underwear backwards because this is how invested he was. He wanted my daughter to think that's the way you wore them. I'm talking like a year. And it's I swear it's because my husband reacted the first time he came walking in. We were brushing our teeth and he came prancing in, like notice anything different about me. And my husband was like, that just looks so wrong and so uncomfortable. And I started laughing. And so he just stuck with it like forever. And we didn't know why. We were just like, isn't that uncomfortable? We were in OT for sensory stuff. And we were like, I don't know. Like I couldn't wear it like that. But then one day he was like, you know why I'm doing this? It's because I want her to think this is how you wear your undies because that would be hilarious. But the thought, like the thought process, right? Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Like I, 
But also I get frustrated as a parent, like, what are you doing? But also the fact that he had that in his head, I don't know. Like, that's part of the fun thing about also homeschooling is you get, you're experiencing that sometimes a lot and all the time, but just these like little <laughs> things that like, I can look back and laugh. Uh, it's just funny. That is so funny. <laughs> it is so funny. But then they don't like hearing the stories now. They're like, mom, oh, I didn't know. You know, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> My goal didn't with the teens is to crack them at least once a day to get them to either smile. I get bonus points for laughter. It's just so far I've been able to do it. Some days are hard, but yeah. you can see they're like so mad at themselves. <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> Stop being yeah, I'm always like, I'm hilarious. Are you kidding me? Like I always say, what? Yeah. You're, thank God your mom is so funny. Oh, it's been so awesome to talk to you. It's always fun. I took, kept you way over. So No, it's just like I had a blast. I said I'm, I can be a chatty Kathy and I just always appreciate like seeing your face. Yeah, it's so good. I was yeah. saying before we came on, I'm like post vacation when you're just like hit with a Monday and it was, I was so excited to talk to you because, and I feel so much better. Oh, good. I say it's a Monday. It's a new month. Let's, let's yeah, there's a lot this. going on. It's, it's doing it at 24 hours at a time, people 24 hours at a time. Yes. You said that before before you went on May, May for parents, yes. 24 hours at a time. And I love that because May is just hold on to your hats. Yeah. I said to my friend, why can't they just do this stuff in February when people are like, yes, yeah. when you're stuck and at home, just like, let May just fizzle out. <laughs> Especially the weather's finally nice. I don't want to do all these millions of things. I don't most of it, I some of it's fun, but most of it, I don't want to know. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So this is a good time to find that one little thing of joy. Don't not do it because you know it's a busy month. That's why I say right. don't not do things because you feel like you're too busy because you're always going to be too busy. And also no one's coming to tell you, oh, here, take 16 hours for yourself. It's not happening. No. So if you know that, just find that time and find a friend and do it together. I say, find yes, somebody that's a good idea. Together. That's a really good idea. Do like your own May challenge. We're going to get yeah. through May 24 hours at a time and we're yeah. going to have joy every single day. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Hey sisters, Kate here. As a lifelong gamer, school psychologist and homeschool mom, I have witnessed time and time again the power of play when it comes to learning. In fact, I truly believe that homeschooling can be almost all fun and games. Now does that mean it's going to be all sunshine, rainbows, and laughter? Heck to the no way. But I do believe we could all be having a heck of a lot more fun. A playful mindset can transform your homeschool routine and your family life. The best part? You don't need an overflowing game closet to get started. You can be a game schooler today with just a deck of cards, and I'd love to show you how. That's why I created Never Bored Learning. Never Bored Learning is a private online community for creative parents and educators who embrace play-based learning and game schooling. The goal of Never Bored Learning is to play more and learn lots in the process. Your Neverboard Learning membership includes access to monthly guest speakers, live Q&As, monthly day-in-the-life family spotlights, and an ever-growing library filled with printable resources, including documentation resources, challenges, and print-and-play games and activities. But the very best part of NBL is the private online community forum. This is not a Facebook group, and it is hands down my favorite spot on the internet. 
The community is a vibrant one filled with creative parents and educators. I wake up every morning before my kids, I pour myself that very first cup of coffee, and I hang out in the MBL community forum. It's my favorite way to start the day, and I'd love to see you there. If you'd like to learn more about Neverboard Learning, visit neverboardlearning.com. That's N-E-V-E-R-B-O-A-R-D l-e-a-r-n-i-n-g dot com. And if you're not ready for a monthly commitment, but you're interested in getting your feet wet with game schooling, I invite you to sign up for our free seven-day game school kickstart, which you can find on mylittlepoppies.com, or enroll in our digital course, Game Schooling 101. I can't wait to show you the power that play can have on your homeschool and family life. I wish you a play-filled year, sisters. Chat soon. Bye for now.